Welcome to another episode of the Nice Minds Podcast. And we're also doing like a, a dual podcast today a with uh, with my boy Kev, Kevin Loesch. Loesch is how it's pronounced, right? Yeah, actually it's either or. Kevin Lash, Kevin Loesch, doesn't matter. Word. And he's with Kev's Perspective. Yeah, boy. I love to get like in depth with people. So I, I like to um, get vulnerable, talk about, you know, obvious setbacks of 2020 uh you know the different creative hurdles that you might have gone through this year because i know for you you're you know you got into live show stuff so you guys haven't been able to do shows and all that stuff but um first i like to get everybody's background so just uh what's your background in music and entertainment yeah man um that's a good question so for me my background in music is really extensive as to like, first I was a drummer for 10 years and then I drummed in like, you know, jazz bands, heavy metal bands. I've been in like, when I joined hip hop later on as Kevlo because I wanted to work in a different industry. Like that was it. Like I just wanted to work in a different subsection, like realistically. Cause I was like, well, I've worked in jazz. I've worked in heavy metal and I've been pretty successful in those. Let's see how, you know, this one goes. Um, and it was it was just the one that you could do solo, you know what I mean? And then from being a drummer to an artist to then being a hired drummer for some artists in Minnesota, I then moved on to be a concert promoter later on after I started my company, which you know, the Miles Graves Company. I started that company with Miles. I was a year and a half project. And then um, we were not running the company the same. So then I was just like, well, you know, you're my good friend, but we just don't think same on business. So yep. I left his company and I literally the day, the day I left, Cato calls me and was like, hey man, I saw that you left the company on LinkedIn. Um, I need someone to help me out as an intern. And then later on, you know, it's history. I became an actual concert promoter. Um, wasn't supposed to be for CLM, but it worked out. It just worked out that way. Like, you know, Cato wanted some help and I kicked ass and he was like you have a a knack for this and now i'm trying to like transition to i take over the whole midwest market for cato and he can handle the south it's kind of the idea that's what's up yeah you guys were have been everywhere and especially last year you guys were all over i mean and like you said i heard of you through miles um because i started work with miles when um you guys were kind of starting the company and it was pretty much right when i joined was like right before you left right as um, I, it was right as i left right so as I, you, yeah. I, I heard you were in uh doing some engineering for him and uh, production yep. um literally right as i left i was like oh that's sick like i've known you for years you've been around the scene you know what i mean so i mean like I, we knew you were a good dude and you were doing a lot of work i knew he threw a lot of work at you so i was like you know i appreciate we we appreciated that um but it was weird because like i said right as i left he did anything he wanted to do with it. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, you know, it's, it's his name, it's his company, but, um, the whole, the artist empowerment, transparency and clarity, yep. dude, I literally in the logo, you're looking oh, that, at who met, you're looking amazing. at it. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> that yeah. yeah that's, at it? that's super interesting because that's almost exactly the same background as me. Um, except I would be miles in that situation because I had a buddy yeah. when I first started nice entertainment, uh, he he designed my logo. He uh, did all of the web design. We ran Nice Entertainment for like a year and a half. Um, we booked a bunch of shows together. I mean, he was basically the creative brains behind like all the aesthetic, everything. Um, sure. So if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have been able to launch, you know, what I ended up doing with Nice Entertainment. And then, yeah. yeah, a year and a half in, he just decided it wasn't really for him. And um, we had known each other since 
fifth grade. So it was no, right. you know, no bad blood or anything because we're homies for life. But um, sure. yeah, super similar background. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, it, you learn you learn something from that, right? Like I encourage anyone to start a business if they want to be an entrepreneur. Um, me and my buddy Grime, Brady Aiken, talked about this recently on how um, people throw around a couple words. They throw around like marketing, they throw around entrepreneurship, and they throw around branding. Mm -hmm. uh, three words that are very popular that nobody really knows the hard work that goes into it. So I always say like, if you want to be an entrepreneur, start a real company and try to have employees under you. And like, you'll deal with real bottlenecks and you'll deal with real issues. Um, and then you'll also deal with, you know, like me and Miles, we did not run the company the same and we were having a lot of disagreements and it was kind of, you know, it was kind of known in the company that like I did stuff one way and he did another, like we both did 50, 50. So then finally he was having like an exiting interview with me cause he's very professional. And he was like, you know, I gave him feedback. He gave me my feedback. I gave him my pipeline. I gave him all my work. And I just said like, I'll start over. Um, and that for me was scary, man. I actually cried I that day because yeah. I literally was like a year and a half of work. I spent my senior year of college prepping for that. Like my last whole year of college was prepping Miles Graves to go public. And then after that, like I, I was in the middle of a shitty logistics job I hated in, the, in Minneapolis and he was working at like Wells Fargo and yep. it was just like a weird time. It's cool to see that we both panned out well. But at that time, like I lost everything, my intellectual property. Oh, I lost sure. my pipeline. I lost my customers. I lost everything. Um, and then I, I was like in the middle of a breakup. Like, dude, that year was, that I was bet. rough. So when Cato was like, you want to be an intern? I almost quit the music industry at that point. Oh, wow. I, I literally was like, dude, like I'm done. Like I was like, I've, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm not seeing any success. Yeah. I want, I want to see something. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because, dude, my second show ever, I, I ran it by myself. Um, so it was like, you know, I finally found my niche. But and I, I applaud. I always tell Miles this. I applaud him for letting me leave and do my thing because otherwise I wouldn't have, dude. I wouldn't have been on tour with Mods on this past March. Oh, like I wouldn't sure. have ran a show for the baby. Like, dude. Like, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people in the state though are like not about doing. And I think that's the point of my podcast too is to show people like I'm a doer. I'm an operator. Yep. Um, and that's. You know, the long, the long answer of that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the same thing for me as far as this podcast goes, because I got, I mean, I got really uh, ambitious with it and I, I went and booked 20 of them in the next month or so. Yeah, you did. And I, I basically like, I was, and then I, I looked at my schedule and I was like, it's go time. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, no more messing around. Fate. Yeah. I mean, I just have a full schedule now and especially with my freelance work on top of that and we're doing more sample pack stuff it's just crazy i mean hey man, at least you have like you, your business is doing well though that's where yeah. you want to be yeah. you don't want to be in a spot like me where i'm relying on one check like because my other industry is shut down i tell people this the only reason i work and i'm fully i'm fully like i i heard recently bro that like oh kevin you must be doing well because i see this gold chain on you like the one i'm wearing and i'm like man like only if you knew, right? You know what I mean. Like this music industry shit don't pay you. Entertainment yeah. doesn't pay you. It, yeah. You have to work in bulk. I, I get to meet yeah. really cool people who get real money. Like, but I and I like, dude, even they will tell you like it took them a decade to make yep. six figures as a rapper. Yep. You know what I mean? And they're completely independent. Even right. if they're not independent, like the baby dude, that that dude didn't get money right away. He gets a front and then he had to make that money back. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? So I just don't think people understand like the industry doesn't pay you that well. No. Yeah. And like, that, 
you have it's to mostly be passion. It's mostly yep. passion. Yep. I mean, I've, yeah, I've come close to quitting so many times and I'm 35 now. So if I'm, if I haven't quit yet, I don't think I'm going to quit, but nah. it's one of those things where I've had to reinvent what I do. I've more times than I can count at this point. Yeah. Um, and this year was another one for me where, um, I was so busy with freelance work and my own, you know, ideas and goals and stuff. And I had this label, you know, and it was, it was a crew of like eight or nine people and Mm -hmm. they're all super dope. I love them dearly and I would do anything for them, but it, it got to a point where I was staying up until one 30 reading the group message, just go off and having to get up for work the next morning and it's just stressing me out more than anything. Yeah. And it's no, you know, it's no, I'm not dissing any one of them. You know, they're, like I said, they're great, but I had to reinvent what nice entertainment is. Um, and I've had to do it multiple times. It's, it's been so many different iterations. And at this point I'm like, I, it just needs to be my own personal brand. And, you know, yeah. my goals with podcasting, with, uh, making beats, with, releasing sample packs and just yeah. kind of just doing my own thing. Cause I've, I've had, you know, two business partners at this point and I, I don't, I don't know how many artists have come through nice entertainment, like 20 maybe. And yeah. so it just, it just never gelled with a whole crew of people. So now yeah. I really like just collaborating on a one-on-one basis with people and I'm still going to collaborate with the old crew, but it's just, it's just time to do me, you know? Yeah, no, I have I have a song I haven't released called "Time to Do Me." I I literally recorded it like a month or two ago. Oh, but word. yeah, man, that yeah, that's literally what I I believe the same thing as well. I mean, like, I think if you're smart, quarantine has given you time to really have some purposeful reflection, and I want to get into that a little bit because um that's kind of I, I i think i commented this on your post when you first like made this announcement of what you're doing right um and i was like yo man like that's just purposeful reflection and i say that but that's a loaded word to those who don't right. know exactly and and um purposeful reflection man is when you sit there right and you really hone in on who am i what do i want and why do i do it right like it's it's the golden circle of yourself it's the why you do something the how you do it and what you do so for me like why i do shows is because i want to bring a real experience to the customer and have them live that forever and, and always remember that yep. how do i do that well i bring really dope artists that i know can captivate an audience of what do we do clm presents run shows like that's literally the mission statement of who we are man i i'm proud of you bro i mean it seems it. like uh, you know, ever since I started following you and your journey, I've just seen you elevate and you've always seemed like one of those dudes that's, you know, just has your head on straight and, you know, super straight shooter, you know what you want and, and you yeah. just go for it, you know, and I, I really appreciate that. Because um, for me, it's been it's been kind of the opposite. I've had to uh, learn self-confidence and I'm still learning it and I'm still yeah. learning to trust my intuition and trust what I'm doing, you know, trust that my ideas are good and stuff like that. And I want to give an example because, uh, because I mean, for years I just had a chip on my shoulder and then that's why right. I think I'm 35 and I'm still trying to find success and trying to navigate my way through this. Uh, so the example of just how much of a chip on my shoulder I had, uh, it actually relates to Cato. Um, and I did a show uh, 
because to see Kato's growth as well is crazy. I mean, because he's I think he's only like a year older than me. Um, and we he was doing little ass shows. I want to say it was like 2010 ish. Um, oh, yeah. Ten years ago. 2009 ish, maybe. Yeah, like a decade ago. <laughs> and so I was still I was still rapping and uh, I did one of his shows and I can't remember who was all on the bill. Um, but I know that he booked it and it was at, uh, the 411 club. I want to say, I don't know if oh that's even God. still around. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. I, I don't I even. Was, so just to let you know, it's age wise. I was 14. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like, I wasn't even in the show realm, but I know the place you're talking about because my parents used to go there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So I did my thing and, uh, you know, Kato dugged it. Um, or dug it. I mean, uh, and he, you know, came up to me after the show and he's like, he's like, your, your shit's really dope, but I would change your look. And he, you know, he commented on the run DMC shirt that I was wearing at the time. And Uh, yeah, with how much of a chip I had (laughs) on my shoulder, with how much of a chip I had on my shoulder, I, you know, I didn't say this because I'm a nice dude and I'm a, like a cordial dude, but in my head, I'm like, fuck this motherfucker. Like, you know, like, like that's what I thought in my fucking head at the time. I was like, I was like, fuck this dude. Like, who is he to tell me like what I'm wearing? Like a Run DMC shirt, you know, like, and so, but then like, as I got older and as I started to mentor younger artists myself, I kind of, I, you know, I, I totally get what he was saying and he wasn't dissing me in any sort of way. He was complimenting me by, by saying that I had potential but hey, if you tweaked this one thing, you could be, yeah. you know, even better. And that, yeah. but and that's, you know, and then that's the mentality that I had, you know, when I was in my, when I was your age, pretty much, like when I was like a little bit older than you. Um, and and the, the the crazy part about Cato to chime in on that is that like people when he when he's also a straight shooter, right? Like he calls me a mini Cato because like we're both super direct people. Yep. So and that's that's the thing about us though is that like man, like you just got to be careful, like because sometimes we be talking to like the wrong person like that. You know what I mean? Um, and I get what you mean because people have two opinions of Cato. It's either he's an asshole. Or he's a genius. Yep. Like that's the only like scale he's on. Yeah. So I think he's a fucking both. I think he's an asshole genius to, to be honest with you. But he's he's like he's not a dick. He when he provides feedback like that, um, it, you know, he didn't have to give it to you. Oh, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like, right. It was just a matter of him being like, dude, I think you're fucking dope. And he said he told Nate the same thing. He told Nate Millions like, hey man, like I I, f- I think you're fucking dope, but like you should change your look. Yep. He said the exact same thing. Nate you should change yeah. your name. Like, yeah, I bet. Side Reel said that in my art, uh, interview too. He Side Reel chimed in and said, "Yeah, you should change your name." Like they both talked about that. You know what I mean? So, and that's just like the realistic side of the music business. I think people don't realize you got to get real. Yep. You got to be serious with yourself. If you're surrounded by yes men, you're in the wrong place. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. And then that's, that's something. I I, that's a hard lesson that I've had to learn. And even even yesterday, you know, somebody commented on how many podcasts I was doing and this and that and um you know said a lot of helpful things but at the same time my brain for whatever reason i automatically go to this like this place of anger at first but but then i have to kind of take a step back and be like no they just want what's best for me they you know they see the potential and 
you know, that sort of thing. And that that's the thing that I, you know, I'm, I'm such a, I'm such a nice dude that I sometimes am too afraid to offend people and I'm getting better with that. Um, yep. but, but I admire people like you and people like Cato because you're the type of dudes that, you know, you just, you succeed and you elevate and you just keep on growing and growing and growing. And that's what I've seen Cato do for, you know, the past decade. It's crazy. Yeah. And much, much love for you saying that, man. Like that means a lot to me at least. Cause I, I need positive affirmation and that's something that Cato like doesn't do. And he knows that, um, you know, for, for my one year at CLM, he literally went pat on the back, man. That's what I got. He, Word. That's, that's all he did. And he, he was just like, you know, that that's good job because he's like, you should be lucky to even be here because you were supposed to be an intern yeah. and look at where you're at now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I was like, that, that's true. You know what I mean? Like he, I didn't get, I didn't get paid in the beginning of this. I didn't get paid till the last two months of me doing CLM before this COVID stuff shut down. So like, and I was, dude, I was ready, but like, you know, that was, that's a whole nother conversation, yeah. but like just the pure opportunity of being able to say like, I got to meet my biggest inspiration. And that's why I've had mods on my podcast was because I got to work with him. And I got I a mod story him, too. Oh, you do want, you? You want the mod yeah, yeah. story? Um, yeah, dude, give me the mod story. Fuck so it. this is, I got pretty much stories about like a bunch of people, you know, um, so this is another one of my like 10 years ago, like what the fuck dude moments. So I, I've known, uh, Derek for fucking forever. So Derek, he, um, he used to be in a band called, uh, four letter lie. lie. Yep. And the, the dude, the screaming dude, Brian Nagin, uh, is one of my friends from high school and he was on my first album Mr. Nice Guy back in the day he he screamed on that so that was my introduction so i i i saw mod son like on my space like doing his own thing right when it started happening like right when he started rapping i heard about it and like i was kind of following him from the very very beginning wow and so you know i got in touch with him and I, uh i don't remember how we got connected if it was through nagin or if it was just through myspace or what but sure sure um we we you know we kept in touch or whatever and then i finally went to blooming sounds when he was recording and him and uh pat brown who i don't even think he is really around anymore um i i, I i've always wanted to ask him about what the hell happened with that yeah i've always been curious too but i have no idea but no, so i heard it was a bad fallout but i don't know anything else. i have no idea um <laughs> anyway so uh I had this track and Mod recorded it. And That's sick. Yeah, dude. Um and I was broke as fuck at the time and I I didn't go back. I didn't I didn't go back to finish. Like I could have I could have kept recording there and who knows like if I would have just kept on that path with him, like what the <sighs> what the fuck would have happened? Cuz then yeah, he was in I mean... Rolling Stone like the next I don't know, like within months or maybe even within weeks, he had this Rolling Stone yeah. article that that's when he kind of started really taking off. It's taken me so many years and so many of these things to just to finally start learning. My yeah, I mean, dog, like everyone moves at their own pace for yeah. one. And for two, like, dude, I, okay, I have a similar story though. Like, you know who Call Me Charisma is? Yeah. Yeah, so like, I, I, the reason, like, we used to work together. I don't know what happened one day. Like, I, we used to drum, I used to drum for him. Okay. And, like, we were like, I think I was like a trial run for him because we practiced for like two months in his mom's basement. And, like, I was like, yo, bro, like, you know, and he just, what he would do is he would set up these two shitty Logitech speakers in his mom's basement. And then he would, 
play his music and I would drum over it. That's literally what we would do. And I would put headphones in so I could hear it. And then I would drum at a softer level so he could be able to hear what I was doing. Word. And he would kind of instruct me and be like, yo, man, do this, do that. But who, like, if I didn't go there one day, bro, and pick up my drum set because of like some disagreement we had or something, I don't remember what it was. I think it was a disagreement or like he was about to go on the tour with Matson and I didn't hear about it. Like it was something weird, right? Um, because I don't care about beef. I really don't anymore. Like I've changed, I've changed my tune. I beef is whatever. Yeah. Me and Morgan have hashed this out years ago. We we text him, we're like, fuck it, this is done, right? But what what if I went on that tour with him? Right. right? And that's what I always think to myself. Like, what if I went on that tour with him and Mod Son and yep. I got to travel the world and I got to just sit there being a touring musician? Yep. Like, like I've always I've I've had those like opportunities slip away from me. So but at the same time, you can't obsess over it. Bro. Right. Because like at the end of the day, like I'm happy to be where I'm at and yeah. like and I'm not, by the way, like I'm not excelling, bro. Like I'm, I'm not out here like going nuts. Like I have so much work to do. And me, me and Kato and Buddy all know that. Oh, like, for sure. dude, if you want to talk about portfolio and a life that's been lived, talk to Buddy Vegas, man. People sleep on him and people in me, I think in Minnesota in particular, they don't look at portfolio or resume. They look at what you're currently doing now and who yep. cares about what you did in the past. Bro, like Buddy was a DJ for g Easy. He's DJed for Jamie Foxx. He's DJed crazy. for he's DJed with you know Shaq. He's DJed with people like I don't think he's he used to DJ. He was at a Steve Aoki show, and I, he has all the, all this by the way is evidence. To, he's proved this all. I've 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 been like, bro, are you lying to me? And he showed me evidence of all of it. He used to throw cakes off of Steve Aoki's stage with Steve Aoki. Damn. In an arena. That's crazy. Like, dude, if you want to talk about portfolio and resume, I'm around some of the fucking OGs. Yep. And that's why I'm like learning from them. You know For what I real. mean? Like, that's why I picked where I'm at. Like, Kato, man, he's the fucking CMO of Riff Raff right now. Yep. He's chief marketing officer, bro. Like, and so I'm sitting here, right, asking the questions I need to ask. And the only question I've asked is this. How do I work in the music industry full time? And if you can start, if you can get in the music industry full time and really get a check and like a small check even, and really start even as an intern, that's you really working in the music industry. Yep. When I talk to these DJs that have like Modson's tour manager, right? He DJ, he's a tour manager for Scaring Kids, Scary Kids, a very, very, very yep. big band. I'm aware and of like, that. he's really like, he picked my brain and was like, this is what the industry is like. If you want to do this life, this is what it entails. Like every night you do this. And I'm like, damn. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't think people get it. I just yeah. don't think some people really took the time to like, and also people, everyone wants to be the star. Right. The point of my rant is everybody wants to be a star and get paid the big, big bucks. And like, but the funny part is the artist is the one who does who gets paid the least. Yeah. And everyone profits off that artist. Cause you know why? They're a product. Yep. That's why, man, you got to think business. You got to think like, is that artist really, unless they own everything, uh, a good exception of that is Chris Webby. Um, that man, if, if a lot of people don't know who he is, he's an independent artist that is such a niche market, but the dude's a millionaire because mm -hmm. he owns every little part of it. He, he has his own production company, distributing company. All the merch comes from in-house. If you can make everything in-house and succeed, man, you're a fucking G, yep. period. 99% of artists in the music industry are not like that. Yep. Everyone's got a backing. Everyone's got someone. Yep. You know, if you can do it all yourself, then that's that's the that's like when independent was like talked about a lot in Minnesota. Like, I really want to spread my knowledge on people and be like, man, like I've really seen independent. Like, it's not what you think. Yep, it's not. It, it's it's really you and your you and your small market working together. Yep. And when people say like, hey, Kevin, I want to be a concert promoter, a lot of people claim they're event coordinators and concert promoters on Instagram. 
but Dude, I don't think yeah. any of them have ever filled out an agreement. Yep. You know what I mean? Straight up. It's crazy. So I, I, I just went on a rant because I was like, bro, like I'm fucking sick of these people acting like something. Like they're all Instagram models to me. Show me your real resume with yep. your name on that flyer. That's not just you're a host. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, that's the thing is people, people see the, you know, you only, you, you see social media through a certain filter. You know, like you see what, you know, the, the yeah. successes, you see the shows, you see, you know, this and that because we, we as like, people get to choose what we put out there and stuff. So I think early on, since I put out this positive message and people saw that I was doing show after show after show on my own, people thought, oh, he's he's popping. He's, you know, super successful. And I was struggling at every, at every turn. But that's the thing, you know, when you're truly independent in this and you don't rely on anybody but your inner circle like that's yep. that's the real grind that people just don't understand they don't well also like when people learn about the history man like when they say i'm learning from the greats i went and talked to my grandfather who he recently told me and didn't i didn't know this and i had picked his brain for six hours he used to hang out with john coltrane and miles davis that's crazy and and i was like like i'm like bro what yeah like, <laughs> what and i'm like i i picked his brain and he's like kevin i used to book them and i'm like this is the what? time where i'm just letting you know racism was thriving oh yeah in that time For real and this man was a white male hanging out buddy to buddy with some of the legends and, and again african-american legends yep. in jazz some of the innovators yep. and i'm sitting here like how and like, dude, when he told me what the real music industry is, the level that I haven't even attained, mm -hmm. where you're a legend, you're working with legends. Like, the baby's not a legend. I've worked; he's my biggest arsenal, yep. right? He's the biggest person I've worked with, and I haven't even worked directly with him. Like, my grandpa was like, "Yeah, me and fucking Miles Davis are smoking shit and blah blah." And I was like, That's "Bro, I all these pictures are in his basement." Like, I'm just yeah. sitting here like, "Grandpa, what?" And he's like, "Yeah." So when you say you're an event coordinator, he said, "Calm down." He literally, he was like, "You need to calm down." Like, I've hung out with legends. Like, you have some work to do. Damn. That's why when I'm 24 and I'm, like, really not appreciating where I'm at, it's because my grandpa's really pushing me, man. Yeah. When my grandpa was younger than me, that man was fucking going ham. That's crazy. So. I have a similar grandfather, too, actually. Uh, but I he died when I was seven, which was 92. So I don't, you know, I, I didn't get to know him. But he was a, he was a DJ in the 50s and 60s. And he, uh, according to my uncle, he was good friends with Nat King Cole. And Nat King Cole's uh, daughter um, used to write my aunt letters like back and what? forth. And yeah, I don't I don't know the full story, but um, but yeah, I guess he was good friends with Nat King Cole. And there's a, uh, we. Yeah, that's crazy. My mom has pictures of him with Sammy Davis Jr. And like um, people like that, just just sitting there having a conversation like my, my grandpa's just got a drink in his hand. And you could tell it's like a conversation just like this. And yeah, like I'm like damn those are freaking yeah, legends in some of those stories man and that's actually after we had that conversation like um and we he's told me similar conversations that's why people wonder why i take a picture with all the artists i've worked with i'm actually on my instagram creating a portfolio and here's like my ultimate goal i've never told anyone this is to literally just take those pictures and save them and print them and 
and, and put them on a whole wall in my house. Yep. So my when I enter my music room, I can remember each artist and the conversations I've had with them. You know what I mean? Because like, dude, I, in CLM, there was a point where I was meeting a new artist every other month. Like, dude, I met like in the same show, I met Chris Webby, Jaron Benton, and Locksmith, some of the really good MCs that people don't know about that I've looked up to for a lot of my like life. Yep. Um, I used to watch Jaron Benton when he was with Funk Volume and Hobson and Dizzy Wright. Oh, that's Wright. crazy. Yeah, like I used to like watch Locksmith when Team Backpack was on there and he was a champion of Team Backpack. And then Chris Webby is someone I used to watch Webby Wednesdays on Facebook every week. Like, man, like I just don't, I, I'm just so lucky that I feel very grateful. And yep. I think that's where like I take a lot of my lessons from Gary Vee, like to be grateful, to yep, keep yourself same. humbled. Yep. And when I watch some podcasts and then when I watch some interviews in the state, man, the, the whole ideology of, um, how do I say this nicely? Um, because uh, I come off very rude sometimes. Right. I um, it, I just think a lot of these local artists are like, man, look at my man. You know what I mean? Like shit. Like yep. just that type of like the way you carry yourself, man. Like you're not gonna make it far. Right. You're gonna be a flash in the pan. Yep. Just like how a lot of artists that we worked with were flashes in the pan. Like yep. myself, as an artist, I was a flash in the pan, Same. and I have enough humility yep. to understand that. But like. I, I, I used to act like, hey, man, you know what I mean? Like, listen to that. You know yep. what I mean? Like, now, I'm like, dude, I was a fucking dumbass. I'm glad I realized that now when I was 24. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than when I'm 50. Yeah. So I, I still have a shot to work in this industry. Because this industry, too, man, I've realized no one in here has a, has a degree. Like, and, and even a music degree, like in the high end, unless you you went to school for like audio, so you're a DJ yeah, or, yeah. you know, you went to school for production, so or you went to school for music business, so you're this tour manager. I went to school for marketing and sales, so it doesn't really translate well to music sometimes. So like, I just know straight business. Yep. And some of these people don't know, like in business, like there's a, there's a process, like right? there's always a cadence in sales. There's always a process to do things. In the music industry, man, there's no, it's all shooting from the fucking Yeah, hit. there's no blueprint. None, dude. Yep. I, I, I'm like, that's why it's been really tough because to learn. Because I'm like, if y'all know, man, like rappers just try to catch trends. Yep. But if you're in the music industry trying to get your your business right, music business, yep. people tell me, hey, Kevin, I want to learn music business. Um, a lot of it comes from doing, but a lot of it comes from having humility to understand that didn't work. I sucked at this. Yep. Let's try this. Pivot. You know what I mean? Yep. Or like, yeah, exactly. Pivot. Or like, hey, man, like the way I treated this artist was too much. Like a like I treated them too well. Maybe I should treat them a little less well so they actually give me some respect next time. You know what I mean? Cuz I've had artists walk on me before. Yep. So I don't know, man. I to, I always rant, sorry, but to Oh like, no, that's encouraged. And my and yeah. my rant like it's just been a really big learning process and I love podcasting because if people actually want to find value in these conversations from someone who's like been in it, like I'm there's there's people way more experienced than me. I'm just like able to be like, "Hey, I'm I'm there working." And then now I can come back down and be like, hey, guys, this is what I'm learning. Yep. That's all I'm trying to do. Yep. Well, I think it's very necessary uh, to have people like you, especially during this time where especially during 2020, because nobody knows what the fuck is going to happen after this year. Dude, I'm letting you know right now when entertainment comes back, I'm going to need like five assistants. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll work with you, man. I'll just I'll be your assistant, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, for uh, I'm gonna be signing contracts left and right. I'm yeah. gonna be like, you know, organizing venues. Kato's gonna have me running around with like a chicken with my head cut off. He told me that right away. Like, we've been talking about. Um, people ask me like, you know, what what's going on with promoting? Well, obviously nothing, right? But like, we're talking about placement dates. It's a date that you hold 
and you're just like, this is the date I want to place for your show and we'll move it if necessary, but let's sign a contract. So let's say, let's say this, man, let's say me and you want to do a show and you're like, Hey, Kevlo, I want you to do a show in February. Does that work for you? Yeah. With my tour schedule, February 12th on this venue works. It's tentative. And the contract will make it tentative as a placement date, contact the venue, they'll, they'll confirm. And then after that, let's say COVID's not done until March. We push it off until March. Once COVID's done, that show's going. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how this works because yeah. I've never worked, I've never worked a in the music industry before, but then my first year is in a pandemic. Yeah. My second year, my whole career is going to be a pandemic. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm curious to see how this is going to go. I'm really curious. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to go, man. That, I don't even know what artists like are going to like, I could tell you artists that we're talking to, but who fucking knows if they're right. even going to be like, you know, some artists are performing during COVID and one of them that we were going to work with got COVID when he oh went to, God. he went to like Ohio or something and like came back with COVID. Oh my God. Damn. <laughs> He's dude. fine. Luckily. But yeah. I'm like, man, like this is why we don't, we don't do shows during COVID. Yeah, so no. it's a, it, there's already enough liability at a show. Exactly. Like, that was the, that was the last thing because you know I I booked uh, I want to say between probably close between thirty and forty shows um in the time that I ran Nice Entertainment um and my last few shows that I booked were last year and I only did probably like three or four because I was helping take care of my mm. mom when she had cancer last year but um we I I decided early on that I'm not doing a single show until everything is, you know, quote unquote, back to normal. And I, I, yeah, I'm just curious to see what these other promoters are going to do. Like, I think quarantine really weeded out. I, I said this in the before, I think quarantine weeded out the fakes, the people yeah. who are just trying to hop on something. I'm curious to see who actually is going to be able to do it right away when we come back. Cause just to let you know, Live Nation is buying all of Minneapolis right now. Oh, They've wow. taken this time to buy a ton of venues, but First Avenue pretty much. So like they're trying to weed out their competition because like our only competition is Live Nation and AMG. Straight Anyone up, yeah. who runs a show underneath us, we don't care about, to be honest with you. So and it's not that we're we're better than anybody or anything like that. It's just like you know Cato. He he looks at his competition but doesn't take it seriously. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just gonna keep moving. But that's why I'm handling Midwest. Cause dude, we have we're we're just hoping Live Nation doesn't expand further than it does. Cause yeah. like, dude, they're a ten billion dollar company. Yeah, they. Like, I don't. I don't everything. have ten billion dollars. Yeah, I don't have fucking ten billion dollars. I can't build a Fillmore. Yeah, I can't buy out First Avenue. I can't. What the What the fuck you want me to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? I only have a certain budget. So, I just I I encourage people when they go back to shows to not support huge companies like that at all. Like, yeah, I mean, sorry, not at all misspoke um don't encourage them don't solely go to live nation shows what i'm trying to say don't solely go to amg shows and don't solely go to clm shows but go to the shows that you want to go to and like try not to support big companies too much because Mm -hmm. small businesses are going to need us i was actually going to add this segment to my podcast where i would go into um like a restaurant or something that's like when, when things are not as takeout and i can talk to the owner and i can be like how has COVID affected you you know what i mean but like i'm trying to stay safe so like I don't I'm I'm trying to get two you know lav mics mm-hmm. I'm trying to get two lav mics where I can la- lav mic them up six feet and then lav mic myself and go on the other side of the restaurant and like be six to eight feet away and talk about how COVID's affected their business because I dude people are begging for us to like support local businesses in Minneapolis. Oh for sure. Think about all your favorite food trucks, yep. bro. They're gonna go out of business yep. soon. Yep. Like it's, that's why like I'm not trying to like get COVID, but I'm also going to places where. Um, to get food where like we know that like we know it's safe and we've gotten food multiple times already and we're like okay let's try to support That's once dope. a month yep yeah to somewhere like that because it 
they're going to go. There's, I think there was a Mexican place in Minneapolis that like I've been to a hundred times. I forgot the name, but they close after like 30 years of being in business. Sucks. And it's like, dude, you're never going to get that experience again. Yeah. So I don't know. I just encourage people to like not support huge companies 24 seven. Even yeah. now people, Amazon thriving, yeah. man. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to go to like Target just to support another Minnesota business, even though they're pretty big. They're, they're not Amazon. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm just trying to support other businesses. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good movement. I mean, same man, especially like my buddy, my buddy V V Washington. He started a a, a company called Vanless Lemonade, and it's it's some of the best lemonade ever. And he does he does even through a pandemic, homeboy did like milkman style deliveries, uh, where he <laughs> would smart, deliver. Though his lemonade and he was able to quit his job this year and do it because he's just been hand delivering it and going, you know, it's just been a grind for him, like store to store to store to try to get his lemonade in there. And the dude is, is just growing. And it's, I think we're going to see a lot more of that hopefully. And hopefully people take notice to people like that. Cause I have noticed that I, cause he, he wanted to, he wants to do a, like a collab because I've helped him sell to numerous people just from the two or three posts that I've done for him. And that's what we need more of. We need more of that supporting each other, supporting each other's businesses. But like, you know, as well as I have, I'm going to stop that because you know that we've been saying this for years, Brandon. We've been saying support each other for years. We've been saying combined audiences for years, especially in hip hop. Do you think people are doing that, man? Like, and like, I'm just bringing the reality of yeah. it. Like, Bodiz is my boy. Like, and like, me and him used to hate each other. But when we combined our, our fucking like strengths and combined our fucking weaknesses and everything, we got stronger and better. Yep. So it's like, why, why aren't people doing that? Cause everybody wants to be the star though, bro. Yep. Even if you're a business, right? Like, I've been wanting to make my way down to Minneapolis because I know Waterwave just opened up a store. I want to go support a That's local dope. business. I, I haven't had the time too. to, yeah, like, I haven't had the time. But also, like, think like think about how many people are envious of that and like just hopping on a trend. I know a ton of people that be going through there. They're just like trying to hop on a trend, trying to yep. hop on a wave. You yep. know what I mean? Like, so I don't know, man. You just gotta be careful because we're in. The, I call this, <laughs> we're in the land of ten thousand fakes. Ten thousand dick riders is what I've called it. Yep. I love Minnesota to death. But man, I have not had a positive experience when it comes to some of the local scene, man. Like, I, me, me, and Nate Millions and Brady and like, you know, some people I used to fuck with really have supported, you know, me and throughout the whole years right. and never switched up. But there's, I only can count this many people on my hand yeah. that have not switched up on me. Yep. You know what I mean? And that is scary because even like, it's more cutthroat other places. But I'm letting you know, even in LA, dude, people in LA are more supportive oh, of each other for sure. They support every because if one person gets one accolade, if the, that person can take them with them or just be like, hey, let me put you on this platform to get seen. Because again, everyone wants to beat that 0.01% artist that actually makes a living. Yeah. Like when I talked to Derek or Modson, man, he doesn't make, he makes good music off of uh, money off of music, but he doesn't make that, he doesn't have that whole big ass house he has in LA because of music. Oh yeah, he 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 has an art gallery. He has a publishing yeah. company, bro. Like you get, you have to have multiple buckets, and that's to. what I've learned through CLM is yeah. that there's so much revenue at a show that when people say, Kevin, you know, I think it's dumb that artists should pay for an opportunity. I said, You're, why? Because like if you think about it, they're just buying the tickets. After that, they can sell their merch, they can sell their likeness, they can sell their brand. They have a stage to perform on. You know, dude, when I was an artist, I was breaking even or making money. Yeah, my artist boat is every opportunity I've given him. He went to St. Louis. This is a great example. He went to St. Louis 
for a Matson show that I put him on. Okay. He put down a deposit with me. I knew he was going to make it back because I said, sell your merch. I t- we, we talked about it. We said, sell your merch, put your booth over here. He's like, he called me FaceTime. He said, where should I put my booth? I said, put it over here. And he goes, okay, I found a better spot. He went nuts on t-shirts because of the placement of his booth. And he said, I have t-shirts for this price. If you like me and I brought you any value on this stage, come over here. And then now he has long-term fans from St. Louis. Like, and if you're not making money off a show, it's because your music is probably garbage or you didn't present yourself on stage in a good way. Exactly. Like, that's just a fact. So, you know, I, I'm, I, my main goal, Brandon, for this state is for me to change the script. Same. I've, I've Same. experienced it in many different ways. Yep. But I think that other people need to join me and be more real and less sensitive. Yep. I'm very like I'm I'm a sensitive dude, but I'm not I'm insensitive when it comes to um people like pussyfooting around the around the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like that's just the truth of it, man. Like yeah, I I'm think just we sick need of people that, going like truthfully, I just think like here's the answer and I'll stop doing this. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like find your way in the music industry. And if you want to complain about it, complain about it. If you want to bring positivity, you know, bring positivity. That's yep. usually the way to go. Usually the more positive you are, the more people like you. But like, that's why like some people don't like me. Cause like I'm positive, but bro, like, like you can tell I'm really real. Right. Yeah. You always been. And, but, but that's what's dope though. I mean, because, and this goes back to the point of people not supporting each other. I do think that this year, especially, and and it's just from my obs- observation from like afar from observing on social media and stuff and with the interactions that I've had with people um I do think that things are kind of changing because you were one of the first people to reach out to offer me advice um I mean not that you've ever been you know anything uh, less than supportive but I feel like that wouldn't have happened pre 2020 you know everybody would have been too busy you would have been really busy with you know clm presents and i feel like this year has kind of given people the opportunity to kind of take a look around and yeah see I agree. who's you know who's maneuvering in you know ways that they like and you know it, it some unity is starting to form and i feel like it yeah. you know post covid post everything and i i think and i hope it'll be a whole different level, a whole different playing field. And I think it'll, it'll, it'll be a lot more like, like you said, like truth and realness and people who aren't fake will rise to the top. And I think I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a whole different landscape. And yeah, I know. I, I totally, I think your, your inkling, your, your, your inch or whatever you want to call it, whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? Your feeling that you're having yep. is true, man. I, I feel the same way because, uh, before COVID man, like I was, you're right. I probably would have been too busy just yeah. to have some honesty. Right. Like I, cause I'm not like, you know, man, I'm fucking too busy for this branding right. guy. No, like, yeah. no, that's not that's the not truth. You, it's, yeah. it's because when I'm working 10 hours for Apple and then I'm working 10 hours at exactly. home, like my, my schedule used to be nine to six at Apple and then six to 10 at CLM yep. or, you know, six to midnight and then go to bed. Yeah. Because like I, I even put my preferences down. I, people have emails from me that said, sorry, I will not be available to respond to emails until 6 p.m. And my window for that is 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Then I take the last hour to sign contracts and send them out. Then I would go to bed. And then on the weekends, my girl would be like, yo, I want to hang out. And I'd be like, sorry, I'm going to go to Iowa. 
Like literally, man, yeah. like that was my life. Like, and Cato knew that came with sacrifices. He told me, he's like, bro, you, you, may, you may not have your weekends anymore. It's not like I'm going to party. I'm going to a venue to sit at the venue from noon or earlier until two in the morning and then go eat McDonald's and then go pass out and wake up at 5 a.m. and then go back to Minnesota. Yep. That's literally what being a concert promoter yep. is like. You, you literally are getting the butt end of it. The, the, the cool part is when I see an opportunity, like when Futuristics manager says, bring me ice on the tour bus, what would you do? You'd probably try to find a way to have a conversation on the tour oh, bus. for sure. Because it's like, that's that's your opportunity. Yep. When else are you going to have that opportunity? And so I sat down with, with Futuristic on his tour bus and got to tell him, bro, you won't remember me, but 10 years ago you gave me advice and now I'm here. Yep. On your tour bus. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know, man, I, I agree the the world will will uh come to those who put in the work yep. man the that that's what i i believe as right. well and shout out to the i don't want to breeze over this shout out to the wise men oh, for showing for me sure. some crazy love recently yep. the love has been unreal with them showing love to podcasts 100 um because podcasts in minnesota good quality ones yep. are hard to come by i think i think there's a lot of podcasts i've realized but a handful of my buddies who make podcasts i only listen to about two of them and because they're quality they're fire like some of them are just like unlistenable because you know you're an audio engineer. Oh, Some things sure. are like fucking their audio just sounds like this the entire time. You know what I mean? It's just like, come on, man. Yep, like, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, to to uh to move on from from all of that, what what's next for you, bro? That's kind of what I say on my podcast. What's next for for uh the podcast and what's your plans with that? So to wrap this all up. That's a loaded question, but uh I feel like <laughs> like it's going to be um I, I, I see it as a conversation starter. So I think these conversations are going to be hopefully very valuable to to whoever listening. I, I hope that it you know w- so for somebody like you, I see you as you know super confident, super uh, motivating, and you know just interesting to talk to. And you know you've been through the ringer when it comes to all this stuff. And yeah, I, I hope that people gain value from that. Uh, so that's what I want from this. And and I'm talking to all different types of people. I mean. I wasn't even picky starting out, to be honest, but um, I, I just I want different perspectives. I want different um, just different mental hurdles that may, people may be facing. Yeah. And I, I just want to give everybody's voice a chance. And I because th- I noticed personally through all of this and from my own experience, there's a lot of people out there that are so talented and so just fantastic but they don't know how to get yeah. themselves out of of their you know mental hurdles they don't know how to get their um their talents out and i want to give them a yeah. platform to do so and uh, yeah as well as myself so um and i'm going to be doing a lot more producing hopefully uh i've been Good. cranking out beats like crazy i mean my uh, my obsession when especially during covid and when my mom had cancer and stuff um i would literally sit and either record samples or download sample packs and meticulously organize my sample library. So I want to be able to walk into any studio with any producer after this is done and make a banger. And yeah, see, that's the way you like, that's a lot of self-development talk. And I fuck with that for real. That's, that's what people need to be doing. I think when people say, what are you going to, what's next? When I ask that question, some people are say, you know, man, I'm keep doing what I'm doing. Like that. Some, sometimes that works, but most of the time, you don't want, I, I test people. You don't want that. You want to say, I'm going to work on self-development. These are my goals. These are my, my strategy to my overall or my tactics to my overall strategy. Right. I fuck with that, man. Yeah. Cause I, that's what I'm going to do. Like when, when, when we get off this podcast, 
Um, I'm literally going to go back to self-development. I'm literally going to like what I've been doing. I've been reading because I never dope. read anymore. I need to, and reading's keeping my mind I got a whole stack of books behind this curtain. Yeah, I need yeah, to get back to it too. Me, me too. Yeah. Behind my curtain. Yeah. Same thing, man. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to continue to do my podcast. Like that's one thing I want to get really good yeah. at. And I've been Same. trying to figure out ways to like build a studio and like I'm learning how to do audio. I'm learning how to, you know, I'm, I'm learning everything on the fucking fly. Yeah. So... You know, I'm, and also I want to, I want to collab with more people. I'm trying to collab Same. with more podcasts, like artists. Cause if people in Minnesota want to tell me that they want to work together, then let's work, let's together. work together. Like let's right now, when it. I say, let's, let's use this episode for both of us. Yep. Why not? That's sick. What is it going to do? What's idea. the problem? Yep. <laughs> yep. So it. anyway, Hey bro, I, I appreciate you for having me on and thank you for yeah. being a part of my podcast. I appreciate Hell it. Hell yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm excited to see your growth, man. I'm excited to see where you go from here and, um, just everything that you're going to be doing, man. I, I really, you know, even though you're 11 years younger than me, I really look up to people like you, you know, just, just much love with, brother. with how motivated you are and how, you know, smart you are and just how you just have a great head on your shoulders, man. And just, just keep it up. Just Thank keep you. Doing what you're doing. Keep the grind up. Literally, but you're the definition of a nice guy. You know that you're, you're fucking appreciate gassing me that. up. I much love, but I appreciate yeah. you. And again, you, you already know, I tell this to everyone in the X miles graves company. If, if any of you ever want to go to a show, Wherever it be at that CLM's running, bro, you you're in. I don't no give doubt. a fuck. I appreciate P- that. Plus twelve, Hell you're yeah. in, man. Yeah, no worries. So again, and that that's what I like. I don't offer, I don't offer that ever because people will abuse that. But like, I'm like, bro, like, if I can help anybody, if I can put someone in the foot in front of someone that they want, have always wanted to talk to or whatever. That's what I did for my buddy Boat. Is like I put him in front of Chris Webby, who he's always wanted to talk to. Yep. And I was like, bro, go. I know you're gonna be responsible about that time. Yeah, Bodis is you know the shit. I mean? By the way, I I gotta shout him out too. I I, I gas him up. I every need day, to get him bro. on he's, here because he's, he's he's one of the best local MCs, and he's always been supportive of me too. Like, and I I I need to reciprocate that. I need to invite him on here and chop it up. Get my boy on. Get get yeah. my boy on, bro. He will. He got the same microphone as me. He'll get. He'll. He will. He's a good person to have really deep deep conversations with. Because recently he's been getting into like a lot of that. Like he's reading a lot and he's getting a lot of he's getting in himself he's really exploring who he is that's That's a good person to have on like immediately so again thank you brother i appreciate you you having me on and i'm i'm gonna dip out sounds good man appreciate you yeah appreciate you brother peace